Hello, everyone. This is Sean from the Old Clap Lady podcast. And I would like to thank you all for taking the time out to listen to my podcast. This month, October, is the recognition of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And part of my recognition of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I am also paying homage to the caregivers because without the caregivers, a lot of us would be in a lot of trouble. Today, I have the honor of doing an interview with someone that I've addressed in my earlier podcast as my sister friend. She is the one that when I was first diagnosed with breast cancer, she referred me to the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And she didn't ask me if I wanted to go. She just said, you're going. And that was all she wrote. And that was it. I didn't have any other option. And now I would like to um, turn the mic over, so to speak, to my sister friend. Her name is Diane Moore. Diane, could you please um, continue with the introduction of yourself and tell the audience a, a little bit about yourself? Hello, everyone. Um, and first, let me say, Sean, I thank you for having me on your podcast, and I and I am excited about it. My name is Diane Moore, and I have known Sean for a while, quite some, quite a while. We were in college together, actually, and um, I currently have my own business, and actually, I have two businesses, and I also. Um, teach a class online and I have one son and my birthday is coming up. <laughs> that's, you know, that's it. Had to throw that in there. Um, and that's it, really. That's it. That's, that's me. That's me in a nutshell. Okay. So to get right into the interview, because I know you have a lot going on and I don't want to, you know, take up so much of your time. I would like to just have a quick chat and ask you when it comes to caregivers, because I know you wear a thousand and one hats, but when it comes to caregiving, what was your first experience in, that you had where you could say to yourself, okay, I, I'm an actual caregiver? Well, um, actually it was when I was, um, I was a young mother. Uh, I was a teenage parent. And it was at that time, actually, it was before I had my son. I was pregnant with him. And I realized that I have a life. And I have to be the one that's going to raise him, care for him. And at that point, I had my aha moment of, you have someone else to take care of other than yourself at that point. Okay. Okay. Can you describe any experiences where you have gone through where no matter who it was, when you thought maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Or maybe I just I, I just can't go through this or maybe I'm getting something wrong or I can improve. Um I think I think I can relate to a little bit of, of both. Um, I can't take it anymore and I can improve. I was actually taking care of my aunt after my mom died, after being a caregiver for my son, 
then it went into being a caregiver for my mom. Then when my mom passed, then it became a caregiver for my aunt. And at that point, I didn't think I could do it because my aunt had challenges. Not only did she have health challenges, she also had mental mental um, challenges. And I didn't think I was cut out for it at all. Um, but I made a promise to my mom that I would not put my, my aunt in a nursing home. And, and, it, and I took care of my aunt for like 18 years. And I was her voice. I was, and I would tell people when we would go, when I would go take care of her business, go to the hospital, she may be my aunt, but you better treat her like she's my mother. And it wasn't until she became um, the la- maybe the last four months of her life, maybe. Um, I didn't realize that she was, you know, getting ready to transition. She was going through the transition process. I didn't realize that. And maybe the last month of her life, she was in, she was in the hospital. And I realized that I could no longer take care of her. And I'm someone else who was more professional um, needed to take care of her. And so for the last nine days of her life, she was in a nursing home because I could no longer do it. Um, she needed more skills. She needed qualified people, people who went to school to, 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 to care for her. And in, in, and it, it really bothered me to do that. But I, but I knew that in doing that, that was the best thing for her. And sometimes as caregivers, we don't make those hard decisions because we're concerned about ourselves or we're concerned about a promise. I could have easily been concerned about a promise that I made to my mom, but my mom is not here to see what my aunt was going through, to know that, you know what? She needs more care than I can give her. And I think if I would have kept her home, it would have been selfish on my part. And therefore I think her last days were were better than they would have been if they were in my house. Wow, that's, um, go ahead, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, so I was just saying, I think that's my, my the, the twofold response to your question um, concerning my aunt. Wow, I never realized that it bothered you because you just, seem to have you took it so well you took everything in stride when it came to putting your aunt into a nursing home and you really showed yourself as I mean you're strong anyway but you didn't let it be known on the outside that that was something that you were struggling with and so well you know I'm sorry go ahead oh I'm just saying that and that's a good that's just an interesting point Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you're taking care of someone, you can't break down. See, when you're a caregiver, someone else is depending upon you to make the right decision. So when you, when you break down, you're in your emotions, and most people make wrong decisions when they're emotional. But when your emotions are, in, when your emotions are stable... You can make good choices. You can make sound decisions. 
But when your emotions are all over the place, you do, you will not make a sound judgment, decision, anything, because you'll be wavering because of your emotions are all over the place. Wow. It's a, it's a, if I'm not, Because you'll be unstable in all your ways, in everything that you do. Can you hear so me? I have to. I can hear. I can hear you now. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, just to my podcast people, I'm I'm driving. I'm multitasking. <laughs> so just to just to, I'm just wondering, is there anything that you can offer to the caregivers? who are going through, because, you know, it's like, I feel that it takes a special person to be a caregiver. Not everybody is really cut out for it. You know, you may have some truly nice people in this world, but you just can't, they just can't take on, that's not their gift. That's not their calling to work right. in that role as a caregiver. Right. And so you had mentioned that when you're a caregiver, a lot of times you can't, break down right away. You have to focus on the task at hand. And I'm wondering mm -hmm. if you can provide any insight as far as what a person can do as a caregiver to take care of themselves so that uh, they can remain strong for the person that they're being a support system for. Well, you know, number one, it's like when you're on a plane, they tell you to put the the mask on for yourself, your oxygen on for yourself, and then you put it on for the next person. So it's the same thing. You're that caregiver. You definitely have to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, and health-wise as a caregiver because as a caregiver, you're giving so much of yourself to this person, this situation, that it drains you. So if you're not in your best, um, functioning at 100%. You're not going to give 100%. So you have to be able to, you'll be giving out of your lack. Right. If you're right. not right. whole, if you're not whole to take care of a person. Because when you take care of somebody, when you commit, is a commitment that you enter into. That I'm going to see you through this until the end. It's not something that you get halfway through and say, you know what? This is not for me. I didn't sign up for all of this. So when you, when you decide to be a caregiver, you're going to give the care until it's the end, until the person recovers, until the person is here, whatever the situation is, until the situation has ended. When you, so I want whoever wants to or considering being a caregiver, whoever is a caregiver, you know you as the person. You have to really be honest with yourself. Am I cut out for this? And if you're not, sabotage now because it's only going to make you frustrated. Only going to, and, and when when I'm finished the thought, I'm going to interject something to what happened that I realized with me. Um, and know when it's time to give up in your season of caregiving. Wow. Yeah. And don't, and don't become guilty because someone else put a guilt trip on you to care for someone else. Don't do it. 
Because caregivers caregivers give care out of the love of their heart. And I'm not saying if a person says, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore, that you don't have a heart. No. You do have a heart because you're helping that person because you know down the road you're going to become frustrated. You're going to be a problem for that person. And they're going to see your frustration and then they're going to feel bad. So a person who, who cut, cut it off before that happened, I would applaud them. Because it's saving the person that you're caring for, for from emotions. And, you know, if I wasn't in this position or if I wasn't, you know, go through all of those guilt trips in their head. You know, and it, and it really gives up. When you're a caregiver, it takes everything from you. It takes your life because you're caring for that other person. You no longer have your life. You no longer have where you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it has to function around this particular situation in this person's life. That is true. Um, that is true. And I'm and, glad that you said that because I was actually going to ask, you know, is it okay if a person feels like they can't do it? Is it okay? to walk away yeah. and you, you address that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And don't feel guilty about it. You're actually helping the person that you're caring for. Yes. That and is I'm true. Gonna give, and I don't know if I've said this, but I realized the last four weeks prior to my aunt going into the hospital, I became so frustrated with the situation. And I realized that my season of caregiving was up. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yep. Because I was so frustrated, like, and I realized that, oh, wait a minute, your season is up. So you also have to recognize when your season is up with something. Because sometimes you don't, we have not learned, most humans have not learned when their season is up with something. Because you become frustrated. Exactly. And you're wondering why and you're wondering why am I so frustrating? Nothing has changed. It's the same thing. Because you have changed because your season is up with the situation. I think I'm going to name my podcast Your Season Is Up. Just to let you know. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, and and, You know, and at that particular time, all of the transition of my aunt going into the hospital, from the hospital to the nursing home, all of that was, was, and I, now I can look back and see that's what it, and look back and see that's what it was. My season for that was up. And now when I'm confronted with a, with a situation where it may be a possible, me have to care for someone, I, I, I stay away from that because I know my season in that arena is up and I'm not going to allow anyone to put me back in that arena again. And that's, that's, key that's, that's, the, that's key to the caregiver. You have to know when your season is up and don't allow anyone else to put you back in another, in another situation. Like that comes from right. taking care of grandkids, taking care of grandkids, taking care of great grandkids. You know, because our family 
and friends can put us in a situation where, you know, oh, you know, I got this kid, um, take it. No, my season for that is up. And as the caregiver, you have to have a clean heart with saying that and not let guilt rest upon you. Right, because the Lord can be wanting to take you to another level or down another yeah. road. And because you are not willing, not you personally, or, or because that person is not willing to accept the fact that their season is up, they don't mm -hmm. want to let it go. And then they'll go into it because maybe they, they've been doing this thing for so long. They're like, well, what do I do next? Instead mm -hmm. of just yeah. sitting back and embracing the end of the season and then waiting for the Lord to direct their steps. That is so true, Sean. That's important because you can become so accustomed to taking care of someone else and you don't know how to take care of yourself. That is, oh, that is very true. That is very mm -hmm. true. You know, so and, in that and and with going through this, when growing going through the season of being a caregiver, it's easy to become consumed on the other person, but no matter what, you still need to take time for yourself. Yes. Take time yes, you to do. step away for you because you're you rejuvenating do. yourself and you're renewing yourself. And you can't yes. be all that you want to be for that person if you're not taking time for yourself. And I, and I did take time for myself. I did get away and I did take time for myself. I really did. And when my aunt transitioned, um, just so that way people on your podcast would know what I mean by transition, my aunt passed. So when my aunt transitioned, because I do believe that, the, you know, my, my aunt is, um, she's asleep right now. So when my aunt, um, transition, I honestly felt free. Free. Yeah. A, free a freedom, a freedom that I have that I have not felt in I don't I couldn't even tell you when. And so how did you feel knowing that you felt free? So like some people can feel like, oh well, should I be okay with the fact that I feel free? Or some people might even struggle with that. Okay. Well, I looked at it this way. Um, I didn't struggle with it because I knew that for 18 years that I took care of my aunt and I sacrificed my life for 18 years for my aunt. To take care of her, to make sure she was well, and to do all that I possibly can do for my aunt as if that was my mother. So when she passed, yeah, I had true. no reason to feel guilty, uh, to feel any other way, but to say, right. okay, I'm free now. I can live my life and do what I need to do for me. So no, I wasn't guilty, felt guilty at all. I knew that I did all I can. Now, it's different when you didn't step, when you, you wasn't the caregiver, you didn't, and you think it's okay to feel like, you know, it's always done with. You know, if you feel guilty, you feel guilty. But as long as you know, as a caregiver, that you went above and beyond and you did all you could do for that particular person in that situation. And you should, if, if they pass, you, if you feel free, it's okay to feel free. 
It's okay. If the exactly. person didn't, it's so yes. And if that person didn't pass, they got healed and went on, you still feel free. Right. Because I There's know no, years ago mm-hmm. when my mom passed away years upon years ago, I I it's not like I'm I don't know, I didn't grieve the way that other people may have grieved. And mm-hmm. I realized that I didn't grieve that way because I know that you know, as a young child, as a teenager or whatever, I did the best that I could by her. And so That's right. I felt at peace. And yeah, mm-hmm. so and then, I, I totally and, you, and when you feel, when you've done all that you possibly can for a person, there's no reason to feel guilt behind it. None I whatsoever. Like I like that. Well, I just wanted to thank you so much, Diane, for your time. This has truly been a great discussion. And I know for as long as we've known each other, you know, we can easily talk for an hour or more. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to use up all your resources because, as I already told you, next month is National Entrepreneurship Month. And I already got you booked for that. I'm going to give you the date. And uh, I just... I just want to really thank you for, you know, everything that you've done and all that you continue to do for, for me and for people. I don't want to get too mushy, but um, I just want <laughs> you to know that um, I appreciate you and, and I want to thank oh, you. I, I want to thank you for, for asking me to be a part of this baby of yours. And I'm excited and I can only imagine that it's honestly going to be a blessing for others when they hear it, you know? Um, and don't despise the season of small beginnings because what you're doing is, is going to be great and it's going to be a blessing to us. It really is. It really is. It really is. So thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>